This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, in 1973, the province brought in the Agricultural Land Reserve, a way to protect farmland in B.C., It has come under the microscope in the past few years, and just a couple of weeks ago, the new government put together a committee that is looking at the ALR and has the mandate to strengthen and modernize the Agricultural Land Reserve. But it doesn't come soon enough for some residents in Richmond who have watched as big parcels of farmland have transformed into what look like giant estates in some cases. Laura Galanders is a coordinator with the group Richmond Farm Watch and joins us on the line to talk a bit more about this. Laura, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, you, uh, the Farm Watch group, has put out a news release on what they would like to see happen sooner rather than later. What would you like to see change when it comes to the ALR and what can be done with land that's in the reserve? Well, there's lots of changes that need to happen, um, but specifically in Richmond, we need to see house size limits on farmland. Um, the mansions that are being built are twice the size of what is recommended by the Ministry of Agriculture, and the municipalities are not following the guidelines. Um, so 11,000 square foot mansions are currently being allowed in Richmond and even larger in some other municipalities, and it's it's really driving up speculation. And so in the case of Richmond, though, they did change the bylaw because uh, there are some, and we've done stories on this, of the, the 18,000, 20,000 square foot homes. Uh, was there a reason given as to why the bylaw Richmond brought in was still almost double what the provincial uh, recommendation is for house size? Uh, well, um, Richmond was lobbied by um, people who wanted to continue to build large estates. Um, they felt that they needed to compromise with the developers. They didn't want to seem too heavy-handed and, and halt what's been going on for so long. Um, we kind of Richmond seemed to turn a blind eye to it until the really, really large homes started to be built, um, the, the 20,000, and then there was an application for 41,000 square feet, which the, the city staff halted and said, hey, we need to look at this. And, and uh, so Richmond uh, just sort of, picked a number out of a hat and said, how about 11,000 square feet? And they went with that. Um, after a six-month review, uh, noticing that every building permit that came in for farmland was for almost the maximum, um, the real estate ad saying build an 11,000 square foot mansion as opposed to build a 15,000 square foot mansion. So they realized that it, it really didn't have the effect they were hoping it would have. Um, and so they're once again calling it to public consultation. They're going to go back and look at it and look at reducing it again. Um, but we're concerned there's going to be another flood of building permits for 11,000 square foot mansions, which is really way too large for, 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 for any farm, but especially for small vegetable farms where the houses are already very small and the fields are very large and, and it's just taking them over. There's a difference, though, isn't there, in that if somebody's replacing, say, a house on a blueberry farm and not changing the footprint of the Hmm. the farming land, that's much different than somebody who's perhaps clearing a section of a vegetable farm without the intent to continue farming it. Exactly. It really is a difference. Um, It it still is a problem on the blueberry farm because it it drives that, that farmland price up so high that the future of the farmland is unknown. But when you have a blueberry field, those perennials are there, they're planted, they're not going anywhere, um, you know, regardless of who lives in the house, if it's if it's just being held by a speculator or if it's just being used as a B&B, they can just lease out the, the, the blueberries in the back, they get picked once a year, and, you know, perhaps the land will still be farmed. Um, 
but in a vegetable farm, typically you have an owner who operates the farm because they need to be, the fields need to be worked, right? The, the farm workers work from, from dawn until dusk. Um, on, and so if you don't have a farmland owner on a vegetable farm and you have a speculator holding the farm, um, those, those farms are not going to get farmed. Uh, the, your group has called for the the property uh, tra- or the foreign buyers tax to be extended to farmland. Have you had any response uh, to that call? We haven't. Um, we've mentioned it um, to the Ministry of Agriculture. We did petition um, the new agriculture minister to mandate house size limits and also to extend the foreign buyer tax to farmland. But this actually falls under the Minister of Finance, Carol James. Um, so we've we put out our press release and we're calling on that to be extended right now. Um, we know that uh, this is something they can do immediately. Um, we haven't heard uh, back whether they're going to or not. Um, we're going to continue to follow up. But we did see a surge in farmland sales and prices immediately after the foreign buyer tax was applied to residential and not to farmland. Um, the previous government, uh, our, our Richmond mayor actually, you know, um, asked the provincial government why did they not extend it to farmland and uh, and they said it was just an oversight they didn't think of it so we really don't see any reason why the new government can't just do this immediately to help um it's only one factor but we believe it will have an impact it sounds like this uh, new government is willing to go down the route of legislation to take it out of the hands of uh, individual cities and municipalities uh, that wouldn't happen though uh, until the fall sitting is it your fear that that more farmland will be lost in the meantime yeah absolutely uh, this consultation we we do have a lot of faith in it the the advisory committee to the minister is excellent um, we We think there's going to be a lot of changes um, but legislative changes are going to take about a year uh, and in the meantime we're going to lose a lot of farmland and that's why the municipalities doing what they can do now by you know, by just adopting the ministry maximum fifty four hundred square feet maximum which is still you know, bigger than what would be allowed on a nearby residential lot. Ideally, it would be the average size of what would be allowed to be built nearby, which in Richmond is about 3,600 square feet. Because if you can build houses twice the size and not pay tax and not pay a property transfer tax, the farmland is just continuing to be exploited to levels. I mean, we're seeing 285% increases in less than a year in the price of farmland. It just has to stop. So we're just hoping that the municipalities do what they can do right now and just say, you know what, this is enough. Let's do the ministry maximum because we believe that the government is going to do this anyway. So the municipalities might as well fall in line and all of them need to do it. All right, uh, Laura, we're out of time, so we'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.